You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. Thank you so much, Gateway, for having me here today, and for Pastor Ben for inviting me here to speak. Um, As he said, my husband Mark and I have been married for 11 years now. And we do not have kids. However, we have a 15-year-old beagle dog, and she's so precious. She's still kicking, and we love her to death. Um, So we work in Central Asia, and Mark and I enjoy being quite adventurous. And when you live overseas, that's that's a really good thing. Um, So I want to take you on some of our adventures that we've had really quick. And I have some pictures up here. So the first one is uh, us on the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. It's coming, we're gonna wait for a second here. And if it doesn't come, we'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> anyway, so we've been able to climb to the mount, top of Mount Kilimanjaro, and if you ever do this, I would highly suggest that you actually train for it because that was a mistake we made. and. Oh, it was rough that last day. And we've also been able to uh, take a hot air balloon ride in one of the most beautiful places in Turkey. And Mark is afraid of heights, so this is a really big feat for him. Um, But if you ever go to Turkey, you should take this hot air balloon ride. We must have media issues, so we're going to keep going. So uh, then we've been able to go to see the monasteries in the mountains of Greece, which are just magnificent, and you see God's presence all around you. And last but not least, uh, we have had, enjoyed, or maybe I should say uh, experienced, many cups of fermented horse milk in Central Asia. Sounds appetizing, right? It's not. Uh-uh. However, I was thinking about all of these different places we've been, and I've seen something in common. No matter what continent we're on, no matter what country we've been in, if I'm in the middle of a giant city or in the middle of nowhere, something that I've noticed is the hard work and loving care of moms and grandmothers. And because today is such a special day, I want to take some time to celebrate you guys. So something we do overseas um, is we celebrate tiny wins. Because when you're learning another language and you go into a restaurant and you try to order a chicken dish and it comes out actually what you ordered, it's a great day. (laughs) Because many times we go in and we order something and I'll say, hmm. No mushrooms on that, and then it has like extra mushrooms on it, you know? And so we want to celebrate the little wins today with you guys. So what I'm going to ask you to do is, if you're a mother or a grandmother in this place, and any of these things apply to you, maybe you've done them in the past year or so, I want you to be proud and raise your hand really, really high. Yes, we have many moms and grandmoms in here. (laughs) Not you, no. (laughs) Thank you for being a great example. But I'm going to list off a thing of tiny wins, or sometimes these tiny wins feel like ginormous wins for us. So we want to celebrate with you today. 
So if I say something that applies to you, just raise your hand really high and proud. How many of you have taken care of a sick child? Maybe you've been thrown up on a few times. Yeah, so many hands. Thank you. Thanks for taking your time and probably losing sleep to take care of your kids. Who has uh, worked a job and then had to come home and take care of their children? Yeah, thank you guys so much. It takes a lot of energy to do that, so thank you. Who has went to a game or a performance of some type and cheered on a kid or a, a grandchild? You guys are so good. Thank you for supporting your children. It's really important. And who has witnessed their child putting something into practice that you've been trying to teach them for so long? Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Thank you guys for just persevering and continuing to push through. And I have one more. Who has actually got to go to the bathroom by yourself without little children in there with you? Oh my goodness, those two minutes of solitude are so wonderful sometimes. <laughs> Thank you guys. Could I just have all of the moms and, and grandmothers stand in this place? Because we want to celebrate you. Come on, guys. Give them a good clap. I just really want to say that your work and your efforts that you've been putting into your children to grow them, to disciple them, to bring them up loving the Lord, those efforts matter. And sometimes you don't always see like the progress that's being made in the moment, but God sees where you are and he knows what you're doing and he is proud that you are doing that. So thank you so much for sacrificing your time and your energy and all of the things that you wanted to do in life that you never got to do yet. Thank you guys so much for that. So I just want to pray for our service really quick before we, we begin. Lord, I thank you so much for every single person in this place, for everyone watching online. Lord, I pray that that heart that we had during worship of just coming close to your loving heart, that that would be the continued atmosphere today. That as we read your word, as we look at it, that you would um, kick through walls and doors that we have up. You would speak to our hearts. You would encourage us. And Lord, that today on this special day, you would pour your extra blessing out on mothers and grandmothers. That they would know that they are seen and loved. And they would feel your presence in your name. Amen. So today, I want to talk about being broken, but yet valued. We all know that we're valued by God, right? But sometimes it seems like I know it in my head, and it's not quite making the full connection in my heart. When you look in the mirror every morning, what do you see? Some days, I am feeling great. I wake up. I worshiped, I look in the mirror and I think, wow, God, you've done such great things. Thank you. And then other days, I look in the mirror and you know what I see? I see my chipmunk cheeks. If it's humid out, I see frizzy hair that just can't be tamed. 
I see someone who is introverted and shy and kind of timid. And I see someone who has failed so many times. But that is not what God sees. Psalm 17.8 says that we are the apple of his eye. He looks at us and calls us beautiful and a masterpiece. But oftentimes, oftentimes the world tells us that we are not enough. And this little mirror here in, that we carry here in our pockets, this is a real big culprit, right? So many times we go on social media and we see all these amazing things. We see the best vacations, the most beautiful little child who never cries. Yeah. And, and we see the wonderful achievements of people that are so random and weird. Mark came up to me the other day and he showed me this video of this guy with a giant jump rope and he had like eight golden doodles. And he taught his golden doodles to jump rope at the same time as him, all together. It was amazing. And when I see that, I instantly think, wow, maybe I should do that with my dog. She's 15. She can't jump like that. So we end up comparing ourselves to these things, and we half the time don't even know that we're doing it. We don't realize what's happening. And a lot of these times I can... Uh, feel like I'm not enough. And when I do, I, I really identify with the woman with the issue of blood. This woman had issues. I have problems. I have issues. And the world often tells us that we are not enough. But Jesus tells her something else. So let's turn to Mark 5, verse 24 through 29, to read her story. It's Mark 5, 24 through 29. Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had not gotten better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. It's really interesting how we learn to see and interpret the world around us. A lot of times we see something and we, uh, it looks like this picture. But in reality, it looks like this. There's not even snow in the background. They're in the middle of a desert. But we so often do this in our point of view, our perspective, it matters. I have a five-year-old niece, and I just love talking to her because she says the craziest things, and it's amazing. And um, one day, she was talking to my uh, sister, her mom, 
and she was afraid. And so my sister goes and tells her, you don't have to be afraid because Jesus is always with you. And she looks at her with such confusion and says, no, mom, he's not with me. So my sister saw, okay, I'm going to teach her that Jesus is always with her. So she goes on to tell her about Jesus, how he lives in your heart, how he's always with you, and how he protects you. And with such conviction, Ella looks at her and says, Mom, Jesus lives at the pool. (laughs) Come to find out, in kids' church a few weeks before, they talked about how Jesus saves Like, he's a lifeguard. (laughs) Her perspective was lifeguards are at the pool. Therefore, Jesus lives at the pool. You guys laugh because it is a, a cute, funny story, but this is not just something that children do. We do the exact same thing. We look at something, we see something, we hear something, and we have a certain perspective on it. But oftentimes, it's not the whole picture. So, what shapes our perspective anyway? So many things go into it, so we're not going to go over all of them today. But I do want to talk about just two things that really impact our perspective. And the first one is the lies that we tell ourselves. The woman with the issue of blood had suffered for 12 years. 12 years! That's a long time. She had tried everything under the sun to be able to cure herself. Every treatment that she could find, she sought them out. But nothing worked. And because of it, she went broke. And in that day, if you had this health problem, you would have been um, excommunicated from the community. So she didn't have a bunch of loving family and friends around her. And she was looked down upon by society because even if she accidentally touched them, they would, have been, they would have become unclean as well. Can you imagine the loneliness, the emptiness, the emotional agony, not to mention the physical pain from this health issue that this woman would have been feeling? I wonder what lies she struggled with. I'm an outsider. No one cares for me. I will never have close friends and family. God cursed me. He hates me. I'm never going to get better. I'm broken and I brought shame to my family. We all have some lie that we tell ourselves or we struggle with. In my history, my story is one of brokenness. I have a a time in my life that's like a deep black hole. I had something happen to me that I didn't choose. And it broke me. It sent me into a deep depression. And even though I grew up in the church, I thought that God was ashamed of me. 
I thought, surely I could never get married because of what had happened. Because there's millions of other women out there who haven't had that in their past. I thought that I had failed to the point of never coming back, of never being able to do anything, never being able to be used by God. And then came the lies that I told myself to comfort myself. I said, it's their fault. They did this to me. Or if I just had fill in the blank, I'll be better. I'll be happy then. Or the one that we often tell ourselves, I'm fine, I'm fine, it's okay, we're okay, there's nothing wrong. But all of these lies that we tell ourselves, they kind of just chip away at us and they weigh heavy on us. And we see these chips and cracks inside of our lives and we think, wow, I'm so broken. I'm not worth anything. But that is not God's perspective. Those cracks, they do not equal your value. You are valuable in the eyes of God, no matter what your history is. And if we take a look at this next picture, this is what God sees. He sees a beautiful vessel. He knows your cracks. He knows your history. But yet he's chosen to call you valuable. He sees a masterpiece. And the second thing that often goes into our perspective is the lies that other t others tell us. What did this woman with the issue of blood, what was she told by the doctors and the people around her? Maybe it was, oh, put your hope in this treatment. It'll help you for sure. Or on the other side, there's no hope for you. You will forever struggle with this. But what about today? You're in the, the grocery store, you have little Billy Joe on the top of your cart. You're checking those things off from the grocery list, right? You're doing great. And then all of a sudden, the volcano erupts. And little Billy Joe, he just starts screaming his head off. And you try, you try so hard. You try to comfort him, you try to talk to him, you try to make him laugh. You try to bribe them with stuff, but nothing works. Nothing works. And then you see the eyes of the people around you look at you, and you just instantly feel defeated. Like, wow, I can't even console my own child. Or maybe you've brought your kids up to follow the Lord. You've taught them all that you know about Jesus taught them how to have a relationship with him, and they grow up, and they move out of your house. And then all of a sudden, that relationship isn't there anymore. Then what? You feel defeated again, and you think, wow, I've failed. That was my job, and I've failed as a parent. But that is not what God sees. He knows he knows that little Billy Joe just had a crazy rough day. He was overtired. 
He couldn't handle it anymore. He knows that your son or daughter that, that moved, grew up and moved out of the house, that ultimately it was their choice to continue following him or not. God's perspective is not affected by these lies. Amen? God's perspective is not affected by any lies. I have one more picture up here. So beautiful, right? This is uh, a piece of artwork that my two-year-old niece did. And when one of my nieces come up to me and they're so happy, they hand me a little piece of artwork. And I look at it and I think, what the heck is this? But I try to mask my confusion and I kind of squint at it and, you know, you, you smile the whole time. And uh, turn your head, try to get a better angle. And then what do you say? Wow, it's beautiful. And then what do you do with it? Yeah, you go and hang it on your fridge. You display it for the world to see. But why do we do that? It's not, it's not because it's worth a bunch of money, right? It's because of the relationship that I have with my niece. A little girl in Central Asia gave me this piece of paper. It was a round circle, and it was nothing but glitter. Have you had one of those before? It was pink and purple glitter all over the place. But I proudly hung it on my fridge, even though every single time I opened that fridge, that glitter was all over the floor, and I had to clean it up. Right? But I left it there for the entire time that I was in Central Asia, even though it caused a mess, because I valued it, because of my relationship with her. Value is determined by two things. It's not based on your achievements, not based on how shiny and beautiful you look. It's based on who owns you and what they're willing to pay for you. After the woman with the issue of blood was healed, what did Jesus call her? He called her daughter. Do you know this is the only time in the Bible that Jesus called someone daughter? The only time. And he chose to do it to a woman who was dead broke, looked down upon by society, and had a bunch of issues. That's who he chose to call her daughter. And he has chosen to call each one of us his sons and daughters. He has adopted us into his family. That word daughter signifies that she is family, that she belongs to him just like we belong to him. And he has given up everything. The price that he paid for us was so great. That's how valuable you are to him that he would give up his only son so that you can be with him. You know, from the very beginning of time, Satan has been deceiving people with lies. That's what he does. And he still uses the same tactics today. 
So just take a second and think about a lie that he's been telling you that doesn't line up with God's perspective. Maybe you look at this picture of pottery and all you can see is the cracks and the chips. And that's all you can see. Maybe you look at your life and that's what you see. You see the wounds and the bruises. But that is not what God sees. He looks at this picture. He looks at the vase that he has created you to be and he calls you beautiful by choice because you're valuable to him. Could I have the worship team come? See, when God looks at this, he sees the masterpiece that he's created you to be. Those cuts, the wounds, the chips, they do not define you. But God uses them to refine you. Could I just have everyone stand here today? Maybe you're here today and uh, you're a parent and you feel like you're defeated. You feel like you're not enough. I've been talking to uh, moms specifically over the past two months to see something that they struggle with. And 90% of the people that I talked to, they said, I don't feel like I'm enough. today, could I have everyone just close their eyes? I want to pray for you. If you're here today and you feel like I'm, I'm not there, I could never be enough. Maybe you're in a season of life that's just really rough, like my black hole, and you say, God, I need you. Maybe you're here today and you have realized a lie that you've been telling yourself. Maybe it's only one. Maybe it's multiple. Maybe it's something you've been telling yourself or something that you've been believing from the people or the social media around you. With every head bowed and eye closed in this place, if that is you, would you just lift your hand so I can pray for you? And I know your eyes are closed, but my own hand is raised. Even this morning, Mark had a look at me and said, Casey, you need to listen to your own message. Because I was believing a lie that wasn't God's perspective on my life. Father, I thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for breaking down walls, for softening our hearts. Lord, I pray that any single lie 
that someone is struggling with in this place or someone watching online, that you would kick that door down because you have overcome, you have adopted us as your sons and daughters. And what the world tells us we are, we are not because we are yours. You have bought us. Lord, touch the heart of anyone here today who feels like they are not enough. Heal those wounds, heal those cuts. And Father, I pray that any single person in here, in this place, when they look in the mirror, they would see that picture of the beautiful pottery. There wouldn't be a focus on the cracks, on the past, but instead they would see your perspective and your point of view of who they are. In your name, amen. Amen. Let's just take a moment and reflect and respond on Casey's word today that we serve a God who is for us, and despite whatever we're going through, whatever we feel, that God loves us and is fighting for us. Amen. Casey, thank you for sharing your heart, your backstory, and just challenging us. Broken yet valued. We're all broken. Our value is through the roof. And the reality is we live in a culture, even within the church, where there's a crisis of identity. And so often we don't believe the word of God. We don't, we, we believe the lies of Satan. And he's working overtime. But I want to just close by combating that. And I want to challenge each of us in this room to be the mouthpiece of God. And for some of you, this will be easier than for others, but I, I'm going to challenge everybody to do this with us. We're going to do this together. I want you to look around for the people that are close to you. And I want you, before we leave, and before our final prayer, to speak a blessing over someone. Maybe it's a friend that's close. A word of encouragement. I want you to speak some truth into someone's life. Husbands, you can speak over your wife. Wives over husbands for sure. If you're here by yourself, we're going to make sure somebody comes. Let's make sure no one is left out here. And I want to make sure that you have a word for someone. As we do this, I just believe that the spirit of heaviness in some of your lives is going to start to lift. And I want you to embrace what's being shared as the truth from heaven, heaven sent. And so let's just do that right where we are in your circles. Let's just make sure, just turn, encourage somebody. You can move, you can slip out of your chairs, uh, go uh, connect with someone. Yep, right where you are. Speak a word of encouragement, a blessing. Speak truth. Speak God's word. You are God's mouthpiece in this moment. Come on, just find somebody. Yep. Just turn. It just doesn't have to be long. 
to something small. Oh, yes. I'm enough. You're enough. You are loved. You're my son. You're my daughter. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. And before we leave, I just want to pray a blessing over each and every one. Lord, I pray that we would be rooted in who you say we are. And Lord, I pray that the devil will not get the victory in our lives or in our minds. That we would stand strong for you. And God, that you would go before us, behind us, and all around us. And God, that you would help us, Lord, not only in this moment, but as we go, that we would be your mouthpiece to speak truth, to be love, to be the church. Lord, we thank you for this morning. And God, we give you all these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. We love you so much. Thank you for being here. Make sure you grab an Izzy Moms on your way out and get some chocolate. And uh, sorry about telling your kids they can eat all the chocolate. God bless you. Go in the grace of God. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.